This episode of the Red and White Podcast is brought to you by Will Sossaman, commercial real estate advisor at Phoenix Commercial Properties right here in Raleigh. Will is a huge Wolfpack fan and NC State alumni whose passion is helping buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants find clear strategic solutions for their property needs. If you're thinking about leasing, buying, selling, or even investing in commercial real estate, you need a local professional with superior market knowledge on your side. Give Will a call, 919-632-6953, and I'll link his email address in the description of this podcast. Remember that when it comes to commercial real estate, where there's a will, there's a way. Go Pack. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. Eight said fool. Run through the night. Playing with your life. All right, folks, we are back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, here with Will. And all those things we talked about last week, all the streaks. All the good vibes, they're gone. 16-game home winning streak, snapped. Somehow we are still ranked in the AP Top 25. College football playoff poll comes out tonight, so we don't know if that streak's alive, but I don't know if they'll do that unless they're trying to prop up Carolina or Clemson or something. I'm not sure. But State lost to BC in the worst loss in Dave Dorn's era, worst loss that I can remember since uh, 2018 Wake. Before that, UVA game. I don't remember what year that was. Tom O'Brien's last year. That's when I knew it was over. Had a very yeah. similar vibe. A lot has been said about this game, right? A lot have a lot has been said already. Uh, I feel like we've talked about it ad nauseum in the chat, and um, I know a lot of other pods have talked about it. I put out a big thread about it. I'm still disappointed. I'm still disappointed. I was driving down the road just a few minutes ago, and um, I, I just really hadn't listened to any college football podcasts because I don't want to hear what they had to say. I, and it's usually my my ritual, walk the dog, drive down the road, whatever, listening to the national landscape. And I don't. I don't know. I don't want to hear what they had to say, right? And I just, I keep coming back to how disappointed I am in not just the loss, but the performance in every way you look at it. Right? Everybody said, well, you know, BC lost to UConn and all these other things. Yeah. It was a horrendous loss. And there's no sugarcoating it. I don't care how many times somebody's going to talk about injuries or. I mean, starting with injuries. BC's playing their backup quarterback. They're down down nine offensive linemen. We want to talk about injuries or penalties. Yes, the Drake penalty is questionable. You shouldn't be in that position in the first place. You shouldn't be. An 18-point favorite should not be worrying about having to not get a PI called on you in the last few seconds of a game you just shouldn't be there that team's terrible i don't care how you shake it they just lost to uconn right they've only only teams that haven't scored more than 20 points on them were maine and massachusetts i think was other school and now us it's ridiculous 
It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating as a state fan that we are in, we are having this conversation. And I expected it. And some people are going to put it on MJ. He didn't play well. Sure. We talked about this, that he's a freshman. He's going to have one of those games. It's going to, it was going to happen. But when you're rolling out 30-something seniors, right? How many people walked for senior day? (laughs) Will's camera just panned down to his stomach. 30 people walked on senior day, and then you're telling me it's all because of one guy played bad. Yeah, I'm I'm letting you solo podcast for a moment, and I'm updating some things. (laughs) You're you're good. Well, I just... You're on a good rant, so I didn't want you to break your rhythm. No, you're fine. Bring me back. Bring me back to Earth a little bit here. The auto camera pan there. I just—it's so frustrating, man. It's—it's it's the excuses, the whatever else. I'm like, <clears throat> I, what are we doing? I'm not one to sit out here and, and call for a head coach to be fired. It's, it's not my deal. I wouldn't hate if we got a new coach. I, I think. Dave has earned the right to go on his own, retire, go somewhere else, do whatever, like, or just completely change your approach to offense and your whole philosophy, which is not out out of out of bounds for Dave Dorn. He did this a few years back when they hired Tony Gibson. You know, we were running the Dave Huxtable bend but don't break defense. He went and hired. Tony Gibson. So you changed your defensive philosophy to stop the explosive off spread offenses. But you don't think it's a good idea to run a spread offense and score points? It's a huge disconnect for me. Like you he's smart enough to know that you got to keep scoring points. He's got to be smart enough to I I just there's no other explanation to how you're we are consistently playing this level of football. It's a philosophical issue from the top. Doesn't matter what the offensive coordinator is, Dave, Drink, uh, Canada, the co-OCs, Beck. The con- the constant is Dave Dorn. And it is extremely frustrating. Extremely frustrating to see you're willing to make a change over here. Tony Gibson, we, we love his style, Big 12, aggressive style, trying to get turnovers. We're doing great, leading the league in turnovers, interceptions. Right, doing a lot of things really well. And then your complimentary football is this bullshit you're showing me on the other side. Yeah. It's maddening. And then you I mean, see the, the regression from two weeks to this, right? Or from last week, the Wake game and the second half of the Virginia Tech game. And we came out, bam, down the field, two drives that looked just fantastic. Right, doing all things, doing all the things right. High energy, throwing it down the field, guys in space, young guys making plays. Two touchdowns right out of the gate, fourteen nothing. Then your butthole puckers up, and we get this garbage. And I don't even think the play calling was. I went back and watched it, and it was really hard to watch that game again. And I don't even think the play calling was as horrendous as it was early in the year. My bigger beef with it is that you clearly have a freshman quarterback who is starting to struggle and you're not doing things to help him out. Right? I don't think they 
call the game to help him out. Call the game to let him get easy throws, let him get easy wins, get his confidence back, whatever it may be. Instead, they ran him like crazy. A lot of reads, which he wasn't doing great at. I think when you're in that situation, and I, you know, I've seen it before. I've seen other coaches talk about it. You got to do things to get your guy, make him successful. And that's where my biggest issue is. One, Dave's overall philosophy with offense. Two, not helping out your young quarterback. You got enough talent out there. Get the ball to Thayer, right? Get to get the ball to your experienced players. Let them do things. Don't put it on your freshman quarterback who's having an off day. It happens. We expect it. We've talked about it. You still should have been good enough to beat this awful BC team. Inexplicable loss. Inexplicable loss. All right. May I interject? Please. <laughs> yeah, I think this game just highlights the problem that we've seen for quite a few years. It's the lack of explosive playmaking to kind of bail you out when things aren't going your way. <clears throat> No explosive runs outside of Julian Gray that I recall, um, who, like, once again, I, I don't understand. Why does he only touch the ball one time? Yes. You know? On, That's sorry, another thing. right? On offense. Have, you're right. 100% right. And I have it in my notes. Julian Gray runs for 25 yards, never touches the ball again. I don't get it. Uh, one even run a bunch egregious. of other plays multiple times. Yes. The one more egregious to me. Is one arm Trent Penix out there trying oh to God. play? Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Let's we'll get to that in a minute. Like fundamentally, the problem for years has been lack of explosive plays. And it's really funny. I don't get it. On defense, you hire a coordinator who's got a unique aggressive scheme. You have lots of playmakers on defense. It's like you have no problem whatsoever getting good to great players through recruiting and through transfers on defense and yet on offense it's the same thing year in year out you get seem to always be able to get a good quarterback you get good running backs you have either one good possession receiver at wide receiver or you have like nothing i don't get it like i don't understand why they are convinced the only way to win games is to slug it out, I think their approach over the years has been unappealing to skill players. I think this is just what happens when you have 10 years of relatively the same philosophies. You get good running backs, you get decent offensive linemen, and then you're just a crapshoot at wide receiver. And like, I just don't see how that gets any better if you don't modernize your scheme and either go, you know, it's like, is it, are we really asking that much? To, to come up with a passing attack that's easier and more fun to play in. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's what happens when you run like a boring ass offense, right? Like, it's nice when you get up early and you scheme open a couple things. BC just didn't look ready to play right away. You come out fired up. And then, you know, like, this game is so different if you just score that fourth and one. I got no problem calling for the play there. Like I'm not a kick a field goal guy in that situation. I don't understand why Trent Penix, who you can clearly tell is playing with only one arm by that point of the game is in there trying to block the edge. 
doesn't do anything. You know, like that that's something that I feel like, I don't know, did anyone even ask him, like, why the hell is someone playing in the game that clearly can't move their left arm? No, and that's a whole different story. And it's story not that about, hard to see. Yeah, it's a whole different story about the lack of interest from our from our media. I'm, I'm not even sure what the right phrase is, but everybody everybody on Twitter was like, "Why did anybody ask him about that?" Right? Dave just had a presser, which we're going to talk about. Why didn't anybody ask him about that? I don't know, man. It's just it, it's systematic incompetence all the way from the top. I firmly believe that all the way from the top. And until we change something, we are where we are, right? I, I mean, that's kind of where I come back to, and I hate to say it. But it's just, that's it. We have nobody who's demanding excellence, right? We've talked about yeah. this before. Go, I'll, I'll go all in on football. All in. Give Paint, paint me a picture. Paint me a vision. Right. Instead, I'm here sitting here debating, am I going to continue with my Wolfpack Club? Am I going to buy my season tickets next year? Which renewals coming up in two weeks, which I think is a horrendous move, given what we're going through right now. Paint me a picture. That's all I want. What? One effing person at this university to tell me that we're not trying to be efficient or cheap or whatever you want to say it, and we're willing to commit to it. I'm not the only one. I'm seeing my Twitter mentions and a ton of fans are just saying the same thing. Like, what are we doing? I was on the IPS Zoom post game with, with James. And even his guys are talking about it. The guys are just like, what's the vision? Who why why should I keep doing this? Why should I keep committing? Why should I keep donating? I'm I'm gonna read a uh IPS poster. I posted a comment in regards to bad fans, essentially. What a stupid take, especially from somebody with access compared to most of us. I've been a state fan my entire life. Grew up in family of alum. My family's been a season ticket holder my entire life. I only applied to state, graduated, and have been a Wolfpack Club member and season ticket holder since. In my 33 years, I've seen state win zero titles in revenue sports. Now we have a transfer rules and NIL combined. So we have more hands begging for money. I've already lost interest in basketball and football starting to lose me as well. Why should I waste my disposable income on product that we are continuing to see? I'm tired of standing in mystery water, paying $100 for shitty concessions for the family, being confined in seats that are tighter than an airplane, and being disappointed year after year with the results on the field. I think a lot of people are coming to their breaking point, and it's up to the university to present a product that is worth the time and financial sacrifices that people are making. I have a feeling that once people stop paying and fill their Saturdays with other hobbies, it will be hard to get them back. There eventually has to be positive ROI or people will cut their losses. Exactly. This is exactly what we've been saying for I don't know how long. You need, at some point, the fans are going to stop being okay with, just trust us, right? Just trust us. That's what we've heard for so long. Like, yeah, be a real fan. Commit. Be a real fan. Don't, Don't be a quitter. Don't be a quitter. Like, come on now. That is some weak bullshit from people who are afraid to challenge. 
afraid afraid to challenge the status quo, right? I keep going back to Debbie Allen's statement. Push, push them, push back. I, I want, give me something, give me a vision. Why should I care? Who's demanding excellence? I don't think anybody is. And it starts at the top because all of the freaking chancellor. We have a $2 billion endowment. This university knows how to raise money. Yet you're going to be begging everybody for dollars here and there from your fans. Like, just come on. It's it's tiring. It's exhausting. And we've got nothing to show for it. People are much more willing to contribute, to engage, to buy in. If you paint them a picture, paint them a vision. It's exhausting, man. It's tiring. And I don't know where to go with it. Well, yeah. I mean, we've been kind of harping the same thing over and over again, you know. Why did the donors have to be the ones to go like build a new scoreboard? <laughs> like I'm, I'm so exhausted by this whole model, which is, it's your fault for not caring enough. It's your fault for not giving enough money. It's your fault for not staying in the stands, and it's never the university's fault for not pushing for a better product. I don't. I just don't get it. It's. It's a bizarre take to call everyone quitters because you're probably about to lose multiple players for the rest of the season now to to injuries from this last game. And to sit there and say, well, given the information at hand, it looks like we're probably going to lose the next two games. Well, you're just being a quitter. You're not supporting the team. You should you should always assume that you're going to win. This Mac is is killing me, man. I keep muting it and it keeps just beeping away. Um, <laughs> much like these people. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know in, in the day job, somebody, or man, wish I had saved it. Somebody gave me a really good analogy. I think it was in the pod chat about your, your day job. Would you just, your boss comes in and is like, yeah, hey, you're doing an okay job. You made us, you know, the bare minimum. Let's keep going with that. Who says that? Like, who's okay with these things? Why is it okay here? Why are we not willing to take a risk to do something better? And I say it's a risk. I get it. The program is in better shape than when it was when Dave got here. But why aren't we pushing? Keep Dave. I'm... Keep Dave. I think he does a good job with a lot of things, but bust his ass to change his offensive philosophy. The good coaches are doing it. The great coaches are doing it. Why are we still toiling with this nonsense? And I'm, you know, it's funny. People always come back to, well, Clemson, right? You got to fight Clemson or the Coastal Division. Well, we just lost to BC, so don't give me crap about the Coastal Division. But here's where NC State would have finished. If there were no divisions over Dave's 10 years, tied for 14th, tied for ninth, four-way tied for ninth, tied for ninth again, tied for ninth again, third, tied for fourth, 14th, tied for fourth, third. So all those 
We finished second behind Clemson, or we can't beat Clemson. You can't even beat second in your own division. You've done it twice, <laughs> once Clemson, once to Wake Forest. What are we doing? Why, why is this okay? Why are people so satisfied with just being competent? I want somebody building my deck. I don't want it just okay. I don't want a, a job done. I want a good job done. I want something that I'm going to go sit on and be proud of, be happy with. Like, I get the history of state athletics, state football being subpar. All right. We have outlined the history of poor leadership over the years. Are we still thinking we're in that position now? All right. Do people really think the leadership is that incompetent? That we are Lee Fowler level incompetent that, you know, the only thing that's going to happen is making a bad hire. I think, I think we are, <laughs> I think we are experiencing a department that has been functioning during COVID operations and thinks this is the way to keep maintaining things, right? They are. You know, instead of when someone gets fired or when someone leaves their job, they don't backfill. You know, they're just cutting costs. You know, you can probably go back and look at the balance sheets, which I know someone on this podcast has been doing. Yes. And, you know, the thing is, like, when you keep trying to save money, that's great. I assume you're going to take that money you're saving and apply it to something foundationally that you're going to make large scale improvements to facilities because of that money, or you are waiting because you think you're going to fire a bunch of coaches and you're trying to have buyout money handy. Like I get it. I get it. If that's what's going on, maybe that's what the strategy is, but no one knows because this department is so closed lip when it comes to giving you a vision, they'll give you a PowerPoint or PDF and say, that's the vision, but there's nothing unique about it. Yeah, we want to win championships and we want to promote athletics and we want to do it the right way. Cool. I don't care. Like everyone has that goal. There's nothing unique there. You know, they're not actively looking to make connections with alumni that aren't in the Wolfpack Club or donating. You know, there's just I don't know what they do. I think they're just happy to sit back on their laurels and say, well, we're executing well enough and we're not having to spend as much money as everyone else. So. Clearly, that's great. Instead of thinking, well, maybe we could spend that extra money and get far bigger bang for our buck. Maybe they just think it's pointless. Maybe they think they're in the Atlantic and there's no point in trying. You know, maybe that would change going forward. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand why it's 10 years in and we still have an offense that is possession based, not explosive, doesn't do anything special other than just grind it out and, yep. You've won a bunch of games that way. Okay. Well, you've also lost a bunch of games that you shouldn't have lost at key times because this is the offense you continue to trot out. You know? There was uh, a poster on one of the message boards in a thread. Not sure who some of you think we can get that would be better than Dave Jordan. I'm proud of what our program has done given the resources. Given the resources. So I got the better than Dave comment. 
again, it's a risk. I get it. There's a little bit of risk there. Like, what are you giving up? Giving up your third and fourth play finishes? You get out eight wins a year for sure. Okay. I get that. Right? I'm willing to take that risk. I don't think NC State is so poverty that we can't get another another coach. I think there are probably a handful of coaches in our near proximity that would give us a chance or that would give us some, you know, pump some life into it. I just don't understand that mentality. Well, we can't get anybody better. How do you know? Given the resources, how much money are you giving? Right? Let's let's shame you as a as a fan. How much money are you giving? We just put up a $15 million effing scoreboard. You're telling me we can't hire somebody? So is that fully funded? Dave gets funded? paid $5 million a year. Sorry, Will. Dave gets paid $5 million a year. Okay, that's not Big Ten salary. It's pretty damn good. That's twice as much as Jamie Chadwell's currently making. More than that. Three and a half times. Like, I'd... I don't get the mentality. I don't get it. The other one is, I know fans are going to love, this was, my, this was my favorite comment. I know the fans are going to love seven and five this year, but how about seven and five with one of the top 10 biggest jumbotrons in college football? Get fired up people. That was a great comment. Yeah. Like yeah. take that so money, was- put up a smaller scoreboard and buy some players. Like what? Buy some players. If you think you, you, that's what we need to do now. Of course, some folks, we need to buy We need to get more players. All right. Go buy them. Take that money. Give it to me. I'll sell you some websites for $10 million, and then I'll just donate it all back to NIL. All right. it's, this shouldn't be that hard. I'll put on a golf tournament. I had a guy tell me, he'll sell, <laughs> give me the $10 million. I'll sell him some goats, and then I'll give it all back and get some players. I'll give it to the pack of pools. Like, what are we doing here? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Something. Are you going to give it to the pack of wolves? You know, like we're trying to get some clarity now. Well, on... that's a different comment. I'll give it to NIL that will effectively articulate our need for players. That's what, I, that's what I'll say. Pack of wolves or whoever it will be. Wolves of pack. I don't know. Yeah. Is that new scoreboard fully funded? Or are they asking for donations? Uh, this is how it usually works. Same thing with the baseball. It gets funded. It gets committed. And then they ask for donations to backfill it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's done as far as I got, as far as I know, but there is going to be a campaign where they're asking for money to fund the scoreboard. I mean, okay, whatever. It's, an interesting approach, but I don't think that's too uncommon in the athletic world. Yeah. I, I think the focus right now should be look, I, I have to imagine the department wants to keep Doran because they like him. I think they also would like to have an all time winning coach if they can. I would be shocked if Dave does not move on from Beck at this point. Whether they announce that before signing day or after signing day is probably the question. Um, I think he needs to do something different. I think I'd love to just see something like an air raid or something like that that is going to make things easier. You're going to have so many replacement players next year coming in to play 
on defense, on offense. Like you've got to get something that's dumbed down and can work really quickly and has an opportunity to put points up. And, and it has to be something that's sexy enough that you can sell to transfer players and say, we're bringing in so-and-so. He's done explosive offenses here, here, and here. We're gearing around explosive plays. We think offense is going to be the most important thing this year. Yada, yada, yada. You know, we're trying to make it more exciting for our our quarterback that we think is the star of the future. Like, cause that ain't going to be Leary. Like, yeah. You know, that's the other thing like people need to deal with. Um, and you know what? Honestly, you'll be able to raise money off of that since, you know, we're not going to fix it's, it's not going to change overnight where universities are going to start actually paying for what, you know, not just reaping all the, the rewards of this. Um, you know, I don't know down the road, like the other conversation that needs to be had is like, what do you want as a department? Do you want to be a winning football and basketball program? Men's and women's maybe baseball. Do we really need to be subsidizing all these other sports? Are we really getting anything out of it? That's the other question. You know, I'd be pretty ruthless. I'd be cutting stuff. And I would say only one thing butters the bread here. It's football. Then it's basketball. And then it's women's basketball and baseball. Everything else is just like, if you're not really competing for national championships, I don't know what the purpose of having it is. I'll be happy competing for division championships, right? Conference championships. I mean, I'll start small. Sure. But look at like (laughs) what, (laughs) look at what cross country does. Look at what swimming and diving does. Look at what wrestling does. Clearly those programs are excelling. I don't understand what the purpose of having everything else is. Like it's just, if you, you know, just fill the slots you need to for Title IX. I'd cut the men's sports. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't know that many people when we were in school that gave a crap about anything outside of football and basketball. And I know that there's certain folks that want to promote, you know, other sports for the university, but I just I just don't buy it. Um, and so I would be pretty ruthless. I would cut stuff. There's just no point. If you're if, telling if you're going to yes. be a part, if you're going to run everything like a poverty program, you might as well cut all the other expenses. Right. And that, that's where I am. To, you know, I, I agree to an extent. Like if you're telling me that we, we are broke as a university, we don't have any money, then yeah, find a way to reallocate what you have to what's the higher priority. And those, that's your money makers. And that's what they need to do. But you can't tell me, that we are the largest school in a state with a booming population with a two $2 billion endowment that we are broke and that we don't have any money to spend or that we don't have the resources. I hate that. I hate that argument from folks. And it's constant. Well, given our resources, right? Henderson quotes it all the time, that study that Syracuse.com did. Given our resources or given how much we spend, we've gotten a good return. So keep spending. So spend more. Exactly. Like do something else. And so for clarity's sake, the Syracuse.com put out a story last year that I'm sure everybody saw the graphic from. I tweeted it out too. And it had uh, program spending and had them ranked and we were last. And Debbie Al reached out to me and, and basically said that other schools account differently. We're probably not at the bottom. They add things to their spending that are not like football specific. I have since then reached out to 
the athletic department and our university to put in information requests on what are we actually spending on our football and basketball programs. I've got some numbers, but I want a little bit more clarity and see if they'll provide that for us. I, I don't know, but um, hopefully when they get back to me, it'll be something of substance. But I just, it, I, I there's no way in the world that I think this university doesn't or can't have the resources. I think you've got a lot of people who would donate, would contribute, would help, but one, they haven't been asked. I know that for a fact. I mean, we got guys in the pod chat like, yeah, I would, I would contribute. I haven't been asked. Nobody said anything to me. Nobody sold it to me. Nobody said hi to me more than once. Just, there's, they're they're missing a lot, and there's just nobody out there paying paying the bigger picture. Nobody out there saying, "Hey, we're going to be good at this." Clemson did it. Clemson said, "We're going all in. We're going to cut some sports. We're going to put everything we can to football. Winning football is going to help everything else grow." And it and in that Zoom pod with with uh, in that Zoom on IPS and James was like, "Well, we got Clemson in the way." Well, Clemson did it with Florida State in the way. Clemson decided to go, I mean, how dare they decide to go all in when you have big, bad Florida State in front of you? I mean, you can't overcome that mountain, can you? Oh, yeah, you can. Clemson's already shown that they're not immortal. I don't know. It's To me, it's frustrating. It's just, it's systematic. And until we get some sort of overarching vision that demands excellence, then I think you're just going to be losing donors. Like that, that poster said, like, why should I keep contributing? Why should I spend my time and my, my effort, my money, my disposable income on something that, you know, you guys are just okay with being mediocre or being average or above average or whatever, however you want to describe it, right? Whatever the term is. Yeah. I can sit on my couch and watch it. Not cost me a damn damn dime. Yeah, I the 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 idea that people should just be blindly donating. You know, I'm sure their counter would be like, "Well, why are these people saying that we haven't reached out to them? Why don't they just join? Why don't they reach out to us?" Right? I'm sure that's going to be the counter. Yeah. Um, like it's just not people's prerogative, man. Disposable income is going to go where people want to go spend it. You got to make them want to spend it with you. And again, like the selling point for certain people is not always going to be the same. Like I'm not interested in having season tickets and priority points. Like I want, I get to come down like once or twice a year. I want to have a great experience. I want to have an opportunity to buy my way into something special and I'll pay for that. You know, so build your, build your access around that. You know, you got to give them something like I was choking around, but like, I can't believe they don't have like some, kind of like Wolfpack club scoops network, you know, and say like, Hey, look, you guys did You know, donate to this. We'll give you some inside information when we can, you know, like just, you gotta be more creative and you gotta find these ways to get in touch with people. Like you gotta, you gotta track people down quicker. The university does a good job of somehow finding me every year and saying, Hey, will, why don't you donate more yeah. to the college of engineering or to the, you know, why don't you generate donate to the general sports fund? You know, I probably won't this year just because I'm like in a pissed off mood and I'm just getting to the point where I'm like, uh, 
you're not giving me what I want. Yeah. You know, I want things that are fun to watch and have a commitment to trying to score as many points as possible. I just don't like the way, just don't like the state of things. I want to see Dave change. You know, like it's got to be killing him watching UNC get to the coastal with a freshman quarterback. You know, yeah, they haven't really played anyone, but they just went and beat Wake. Like, the funny thing is, is like, I could say that this UNC team sucks. I mean, they beat most of the the Atlantic this year, too, in my opinion. You know, like, they just beat Wake without a problem. Somebody put this in the chat uh, earlier in the week, and I saved it. Mac is going to have a 10-plus win season, possibly two New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl appearances by the end of his fourth season. Just makes no sense to me why there is no anger in our administration. Make all excuses you want, but those are the facts. I agree. Yeah, you should want the same thing that we've always had. <laughs> like, I don't get it, man. Like, here's the thing. I'll I'll just give the counterpoint. Is eight and nine wins really that impressive over 10 years? Yeah, it's good. Like, is it that hard to run a clean program and do it the right way and make you feel good after wins and always be like, hey, you know, our guys are great? It's not that hard. Like, is Doran really getting his money? Or, you know, is Doran giving us our money's worth as fans? Like, I don't get it. He seems to be able to put, like, two-thirds of a great product out there every, you know, with defense the last couple of years. I don't understand why we can't pair a great offense with it. I, You know, I just... How did they not look at last year and be like, man, we were really, like, living on the edge constantly throughout the year and we had one wide receiver that was bailing us out did they go and try to get that kind of wide receiver to replace him no did they have any inkling that they were developing that kind of wide receiver not from what i could tell did they kind of go throughout this entire year and say well it's interesting that um these guys really aren't doing anything like you can total up all of devin carter you can Devin, Devin Carter, Keon Lassane, and uh, Daryl Jones or whatever. <laughs> they have less production than Emeka Mezzi did last year. I'm sure they got two more games left. But on their current pace, it's not like they're really setting the world on fire. And like That's just pathetic. One guy last year is outpacing three guys this year. That's not good. And... I don't get it. I don't understand why the freshmen aren't being featured. How bad of a route runner is Julian Gray that you can only trust him to hand the ball off to him? Like, isn't that on you? <laughs> like, the other guys suck. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Keon was saying, cool, you made two catches against Wake Forest. Like, that's not good enough, bro. You know, Joker should be fired. Like, I don't want to hear it. The entire offensive staff should be fired, if we're going to be honest. Offensive Beck, line isn't that great. Terrible. Their offensive line is terrible. Grant Gibson goes down, and people are using that as an excuse. I went back and watched the game. There was freaking missed blocks all over the place. They got dominated. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the center is dominated up front. Look, the center's got an important role, pointing out protections and things like that. Like it, Even before he went down. Oh, I know. I'm not saying – no, I'm not saying he was having a good game. I'm not saying that by any means. Once again, like classic senior year game, like at the end of this, right? It's like, just, I hate senior day. I hate it. Um, 
But, you know, that's the thing is, like, if McMahon's going to be your backup, right, he's going to be ready to be the backup. You know, we'll see how he does this week. Like, that's the thing is, like, you're replacing four-plus years of starting experience in one week, and you're about to face Louisville, who is going to, like, just twist you to death. I guarantee they're going to be twisting the whole time, and our guys are going to just be like, oh, heads on a swivel. I feel bad for Jack Chambers or Ben Finley. Because they're going to get planted in the dirt a lot this weekend, probably. Jack Chambers for Ben Finley. MJ Morris is probably not playing this weekend, even though he is tops on the depth chart. Well, maybe Malik Cunningham isn't either. Maybe it's going to be shit on shit. Oh, I'm sure it will be. I'm going to read some of these kind of questions. In the modern college landscape with the NIL collective the way it is, is NC State an attractive job? I think it can be. I think Dave gets paid enough. I think there's a passion in the fan base that somebody could ignite. I think that if the leadership could get behind it, I think there could be really, it could be really attractive. It could be a really good place. Again, you have a booming population. You have, you know, you're in a tech hub. You have a very affluent population around you. You have a huge alumni base. Everything there other than, somebody to shepherd us into the next generation. And it's a pivot point, right? I think this really could be a pivot point or that if, if boo was serious about being big time, he could say, we're going to be big time. This is what we're going to do. I got Randy behind me and we're going to do this. And this is what you're going to do. And we're going to buy in and believe it. And to expect that to happen. No, but the opportunity is there. If somebody really wanted to, you know, take the reins. Uh, is sad, exhausted a question? No, it's not a question, but yes, I am sad and exhausted, as you can probably tell. All week I've been ranking the most, I've been ranking the most down bad I've been about state football, not just disappointing loss season overall, but bleak outlook for the short, short-term building a competitive roster with our recruiting limitations and long-term building an attractive brand attractive enough to get not to get left out in the cold after the expansion. I guess that's not really a question, but are you all that down too? I'm pretty down. I think the, I think the optimism is there or can be there, right? The positivity is there. There's so many good things that are happening. We have a lot of young talent. Like there's somebody can come in and, and really harness some of the playmakers we have. And some of the opportunity around us to build a build a big brand, build everything around here. Like it's there. You know, if they had the NIL in order, I think there's probably an opportunity there. You could raise some money. I think there's people that are willing to contribute. There's people that are willing to be a part of something. When you're winning, people want to be a part of it, right? It's just it's better that way. And when you're trying to win, people want to be a part of it. If you're not trying to be the best, if you're okay with being second, second most wins in the last five years behind Clemson, it can't help you. Uh, just feel like the program died Saturday. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. Do you think it's time to make a change given the landscape is changing so much? College? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of it right now. It's now's the time college football is more important than ever. It could be your out. It could be your way of, Doing it. I mean, listen to that press conference. Dave sounds defeated. He sounds mentally exhausted. If I'm 
an athletic director. I'm like, Hey man, great job. You've done a good job over 10 years. Why don't you go retire early, go fish. Or why don't you come be an assistant AD or a liaison to the program or something? I, I don't know, something, right? Something that is less stressful and less in the spotlight. He sure sounds defeated. He sure sounds beat down. He spent way too much time talking about BC in this press conference, which does not bode well for the Louisville game. You've got yeah, I mean, to put he's that pissed, you. you know? Yeah. I think the, I fans, mean, I, the fans are supposed to do that. What's that? So the fans are supposed to do that. Fans are the ones that are supposed to be talking about the BC game, right? We're not worried. We're not practicing. We're not worried about Louisville. The fans are the ones that should be doing that. He spent too much time doing about it. And I think the mentality and, and what he said was just not the approach that I would want to hear. Right. Or that I think is best from a, yeah. a leadership standpoint. I think it's a little bit of CYA. Like he knows how bad that loss was. Like, oh man, it's just, it's so gross thinking how close this season is to being losses to Virginia tech losses to BC. Right. Like, Man, here's, what here's is another this comment staff I, doing? Here's another comment I got. So if Dave is staying, how can we make the most of it? How can we change the narrative? It starts this week. Show you can recover, win the week, play your ass off, and play your ass off next week against the Heels. Not in three. Chance to win 10 in the bowl game with your last three. A lot of good momentum. Figure out how to get, well, he said Leary, a quarterback back and a good receiver in the portal. Like, it's it's – not that far away, you know, but somebody had, um, somebody else said it's said a comment about his press conference. What I wish he had said was, or the players you hear you've moved on and need to focus on this week, right? A lot of the good coaches are taking every game serious, right? They need to know that you're treating every game the same, um, and, and we've heard it with Saban, right, and other and the other coaches who are just like extra ornery when they have a chump game, when they have a game they know they should be win, they should win, they're extra assholes for it, and that's that's what they do, right? Herb Sendik used to do the same thing. Do that when you are trying to. I didn't put Saban and Herb Sendik in the same sentence, so nobody called me on that one. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> but the point is the same. You got you've got to demand it. Like I, Mac Brown put out a his press conference and. Uh, somebody shared his quotes with me. <clears throat> he said, I was really frustrated in the fourth quarter with our team at Appalachian State. We got a 20-point lead. There's 11 minutes left. Good teams put their foot on the gas and put the game away, said Mac Brown. You can either take it and be complacent and feel cool and have Georgia Tech coming in here with an edge, or you can get ready to be better. If you don't think a game's important, try to lose one. It gets real important after you lose them. I've done both. Like, I'm banging on Matt Brown a lot. He He gets that much. Right. He gets it. Recruit good players, get them ready to play. Ain't that hard. Hold yeah, one thing, yeah. One thing I'd be, I mean, someone was asking like about changes, right? Like <clears throat> you have to hope the players are going to be playing for their personal draft stock, right? That's what Alabama said. Yeah. Right. And that's what, that's what NC state has to hope right now that everyone doesn't go, well, fuck and, and bails. Um. Yeah, you better present a, a different vision, right? Like, I don't know. It's so funny. <laughs> Same person was chirping at people about being quitters, right? Was like, 
I think we're going to be better next year. And it's like, I wish I could have the blinders on like that. (laughs) I can't lie to myself. How can you lose 30 people and think you're going to be better next year? I don't care who you are. I need, I need to see who's coming in. I need to make these assessments. It's like, good grief. This is the problem with this university is it thinks that people have to behave like that. You know, I, like it's okay to be critical, right? We, I don't know how many yeah. times we've said that it's okay to not be happy with something. And it doesn't mean you are a bad fan or you don't like Dave or you don't like their football team or whatever it may be. Like, it's okay. It's okay. People, you can, you can have a critical opinion. It's not going to hurt anything. If some recruit listens to the podcast and I like, man, you guys are too negative. Well, well, we're not negative. We're trying to do, trying to win. Right? We want to win. We're trying to demand that our university wants to win. Yeah. Sorry about it. Go listen to Kenton Gibbs podcast this week. If you want to hear a former player railing on a coach. Yes. Kenton did a great job. I, I told that to Kenton. He was very blunt about what he saw and uh, his frustration with Tim Beck mostly about not helping out your young quarterback, not leaning onto the seniors. Yeah. Not leaning on Thayer. I mean, like I, this is something we did discuss earlier. Like how are you an offensive coordinator and not force feeding it to your best guy at this point? Yeah. Did Terrell Timmons play eight snaps? Why? I don't know. You know, you really got to, you really got to, like, I I don't get it, man. Like you just go through last year. I don't understand how this team looks at their personnel and says, we're all good. Put Keon Lassane on the outside. It's like, they're like jamming like three slot receivers into the wrong spots. I don't get it. You know, are you guys, I think what it comes down to is could they not just can like allow themselves to be a little bit cutthroat and say, time for you to move on, time for you to move on, time for you to move on. Need to clear out space. We're trying to win a championship. They should have unloaded the dead weight after last season and said, you know, we've been watching these guys in practice and in games for a long time. Looks like Emeka Mezzi and Thayer Thomas are doing their job. Carter's inconsistent. But he benefits from those two playing. No, we're just going to roll with what we got. We're going to bring in a guy from Maryland who had like two good games. Okay. It's fucking embarrassing. The other one, and I mentioned it earlier, is probably the bigger what the fuck for me. Is, you know, part of the trust the coaches crowd. Trust the coaches. They're going to do his best. Trust. I, I get it. They know way more football than I do. Trust the coaches. Why would I trust the coach who's playing a one-arm Trent Penix straight out of halftime? First series. First series out of halftime. So you were just in the locker room with a guy who probably couldn't lift his arm to pee. And you're telling me we thought it was a good idea to put this guy in the game, throw a deep ball to him where he tries to catch it with one hand. Anybody else gets that ball, they probably score. Mismatch, man. That's why. 
Why if MJ is he just leaving? could throw a better ball to him, you don't understand, man. Yeah, put Trent it in his Pinnock right hand, not best... in his left hand. Sorry. Jordan yeah, Pinnock has the best one hand on the team. Uh, it's things like, and there's another one. He he got blown up on a block on a short yarders play. The one where the guy's like jabbing at MJ Morris's knee in the pile, like grinding on his kneecap. Trent Penix is in there trying to block out with one arm. Like, what in the hell are you doing? Trust the coaches. What? So I wish somebody would have asked him asked him about that. Yeah, Trent, Trent was, you know, roughed up early and looked like he took take some hits. Came in at halftime trying to catch the ball with one arm. What was that about? Why was he in the game when he can't lift his left arm? infuriating it's stuff like that that just makes me mad stuff like that that just makes me i don't get it i don't get the decision making i'm not very smart but i'm smart enough to know that i'm not putting a one-armed wide receiver out there running a go route and expecting him i'm to not catch making him i'm not making him block they kept yeah. they were making him block with one arm are you this bad like you just got to get new plays you didn't have him for what six plus games, and you're telling me you can't be like, well, I think we need to stop calling stuff that requires an H back if this is what we're going to have out there. It's just incompetence, man. It's negligent, quite frankly. Like, obviously, his arm is pretty effed up already if he can't even lift it up. But you're going to just keep throwing him out there? Like, at some point, you got to say. Love you, guy, but you got to sit the bench out for the rest of the game. Get healthy. All right. We no, all Dad heard last year how good Toodle was. Put Toodle yeah. in. Well, who knows where he's been? Like, how about just not build your whole damn offense around an H back and tight ends? <laughs> like, you've got one great player who's had injury concerns all his time at NC State. I hate to say it. You should not be building it around him as a critical piece. He is a great to have when available. This is one of those ones where like Dave is at fault because he's the CEO, but I don't know how much of that Dave knows like personnel's like who's going in right then. Like, and that's part of me is like, all right, I'll give Dave a little bit of pass there, but your entire offensive coaching staff should be aware that a guy has got one arm and you should be aware that he probably shouldn't be in the game. Terrible. Joker Phillips has been stealing money from us all year. I just don't, I don't get that. And the offensive line, offensive line has just been not good. We can't run block. Not consistent. They got just ate up by BC. Your center is your best offensive lineman. Your center is not playing in the NFL. You're in trouble. That's not good. Where's the offensive line development? We put Icky in the NFL. That's great. Icky would have put himself in the NFL. He could have played for Athens Drive and probably made the NFL. Where's, where's the rest of the development? We still can't be paying for the sins of Dwayne Ledford. Not this far. Not this far away. 
Go get go land some offensive linemen. Stop letting Notre Dame take your offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, if you could have had your NIL crap set up ahead of time, right? You could have had multiple offensive linemen from the portal this last go around. Yeah, but you couldn't compete with it. You know, I'm gonna be really interested. Like, I'm looking at the Wolfpack Club 2019 tax form, and they had. $26.6 million in contributions and grants. And they had $19 million in grants that were paid out, $3 million in salaries that were paid out, $3 million in, quote, other expenses, up to $26 million. I'm mean, real curious to see if, like, what this looks like going forward. Because, like, here's my thing. If... The out-of-state tuition costs have been reduced, which was supposedly some huge burden on the Wolfpack Club and these scholarships. I assume these grants that have to be paid out in similar amounts is going to get reduced. So what's the purpose of the Wolfpack Club? Like, I'm always told it's to fund scholarships for athletes. So if we are overfunding the Wolfpack Club going forward, I think the university needs to approach them and say, you need to divert those funds. You need to talk to your donors, tell them to reduce their contributions, protect their status, priority, whatever, and make sure it's going to NIL. Because let's say you're two or three million dollars over consistently. Like this 2019 form, they had $1.8 million in revenue less expenses. That's 1.8 million that could have been going towards NIL, right? That should get larger going forward, I would assume. You know, unless this is accounting massive projects and these 26.6 is inconsistent, but the year before it was 26.2. There you know, was, like that's the kind of conversations that have to be had. Yeah. And then I know there are going to be some Twitter tough guys that are going to say, well, the university can't be involved in IL. That Those rules changed. They can have some relationship now. It's It's still muddy. But it's not like it was before where like the NC State guys were just afraid to talk about it. Like Boo would not even talk about it at one of the caravans. Like, eh, I can't really talk about it. that guy can. That's not. You've got Tennessee's athletic director coming out, putting a video and like donate to our collectives. You got everybody else like rallying to the collectives. But again, we just put up $15 million scoreboard, put a $5 million scoreboard up. You just tend to get me players. You'll win a lot more championships. You'll go. You'll get a lot bigger scoreboard after that. Just misplaced priorities, misplaced agenda, whatever you want to say. It's just backwards. We're talking about how important these things are, and we just nobody knows what we're doing about them. I'm going to read some more questions. Can we finally agree that Dave has improved the program immensely from Tom O'Brien, but we've likely likely seen his ceiling at state. I'm going to quite a few of those. Yeah. I mean, I think you've had, where's that? Where's that damn stat? You've had five chances. Let's say at game changing. Uh, not game program changing game. Sorry. That's what I was looking for. Wake 2018. A few of these other games, uh, was it Miami, 
Uh, Clemson 2016, the whole 2016 year was kind of whack. I mean, at some point, how many more data points do you need? Right? We haven't gotten over the hump there. Trying to find those numbers or those games. I have them listed down here. It's like, to me, that's, I mean, it's a valid argument. I don't think if you want to keep Dave or you want to fire Dave, there's any, you're not wrong either way. That's the thing. I think there's a lot of validity to it. Like if you think we've hit a ceiling, you know, I think Boo and Dave are tight, but I don't know, you know, if he's really serious about football. I'm trying to think, where is it? Damn. Can't find anything when I need it. I got my stuff everywhere. Here it is. 2017, lost to Clemson. Had a chance to clinch the Atlantic. 2018, lost to Wake Forest. as 19-point favorites. Lost your New Year's 6 game. New Year's 6 spot. 2020, lost to Miami after being up 10 in the 4th. New Year's 6 game, gone. 2021, lost to Wake. Win clinches the Atlantic. 2022, lost to BC as 19-point favorites. Backdoor, backdoor chance at a New Year's 6 game, gone. I mean, at some point, you are what you are. Right. If you're not demanding to be better, then what are we doing? Uh, fire Tim Beck in case anyone's not had that creative idea. Uh, Here's what I would do I would make Tim Beck be the quarterback coach and make him watch a modern offensive coordinator. Like, isn't that just the trajectory of his career? Constantly demoted while not being fired? Right. Yeah. Call him I the co OC. Yeah. You know, let him learn. Like, this is a teaching opportunity for you, Beck. Now that UNCC has hired uh <laughs> the guy from the guy from Michigan, the associate head coach from Michigan, he was trying to retire. That that dream's gone. Dave is Tom O'Brien. How do we get out of the spiral of mediocrity? Can Boo make the right hire if Dave leaves her job? Again, Boo's well respected in the the community the community, athletics community, for whatever that's worth. I don't know anything. None of us fans really know. He hasn't why had to hire that anybody. Is or hmm? <laughs> like why oh, yeah, that why, is? Yeah, why or is it that true? Like I don't know anything about him. So, you know, your guess is as good as mine. I don't think Dave is Tom O'Brien. Yeah, I get the similarities. Uh, What happens when we go seven and five this year and fans give up on Dave and he remains coach? How bad is tennis going to be next year? When do we move on? Again, could be a pivot point. Either way. I saw a lot of excitement after that weight gang with what MJ had, Terrell Timmons, Michael Allen. I was excited. Right, that'll put that'll put butts in the seats. But here's the worst case scenario: lose to Louisville, lose to Carolina, go to the Military Bowl, lose to ECU again. Seven and six. God, wouldn't that be poetic? Hundred percent. That's that's how it's lining up. We're yeah. on track for our Military Bowl at the moment. Yeah, it's ECU's playing s- a lot better. <laughs> I don't know. Would would they really do a rematch like that? Like, especially against two programs, one of which would be like adamant 
we do not want to play this team again. Wouldn't it be hilarious though? It'd be, it'd be all purple there, and it, like there'd be no state, no state fans other than a few diehards. I just don't think anyone wants to see that game. I don't know. I'd be very excited to see what um, Jimmy Chadwell looks like in his bowl practices as our head coach. Ooh. Ah! Ooh. Could we hire? Here's the. I mean, like, look, is this crazy? I mean, why don't we just go hire Coastal's offensive coordinator? Willie Korn, former Clemson quarterback. Yes. Like, I don't know if he calls the plays, but he sure should have learned enough. Again, the problem is not just the offense coordinator. Dave has got to get out of the way. Dave has got to back up and just say, all right, your offense, do whatever you want. Like if I was Dave, this would be my lesson learned from this year. Until you're up 21 points, you do not get to take your foot off the gas. Like you need three score buffers, three touchdown buffers in the modern era. Like I hate to say it, like usually the other team doesn't come back and you hold them off, right? Yeah. But good God, how bad is this season with an ECU loss, a VT loss, a BC loss? <laughs> yeah, we should have lost Florida State. Let's be real. Like they shot themselves in the foot. I God dang what this season could have been with a competent offense. Which is infuriating, right? It's just so disappointing that we knew this going in. We knew this in the off season. We knew this was going to be your year. You have all the pieces you want or you claim to want. And this is the offense you roll out. That's what's infuriating to me. You made the adjustment on defense. You changed your philosophy on defense. You let Tony Gibson do what Tony Gibson wants to do. And yet your, your offense still is hamstrung. It's baffling, man. Baffling. Yeah, I mean, he gave, you know, what's interesting, right? If you think back on it, he gave Huxbull a chance, right? We're going to three three five, you're in charge, make it work. Couldn't make it work. Yep. Fired him, right? Went out, got Charlie, went out, got uh, DB's uh, Mitchell, right? You know, went out, Fred Outry Lindsay, right? It's like he's made the changes in the past. And, you know, you should be able to. It's not that hard. Go find, go find offenses that are scoring. See that it can be done consistently. See that they actually have a plan. Go hire them. Just make a change. Because, like, honestly, I think Dave's here one, two years tops. Yeah. Right? So I'd go get something that's super easy to install, can make it so that you do not worry about that and have something to promote in the offseason. Something that's not going to scare any of the recruits that you're going to sign. Just say, hey, we're making a change. We're not going to change. You know, we may change fundamentally what we're doing on offense, but we're not changing the fun, you know, the philosophy of the program, blah, blah, blah. The things you're signing up for the family approach, yada, yada, yada. Let's say Tim Bex gets fired. Who would be a few candidates we'd like to see in Raleigh? Would Rivers be a candidate? I got a vent. I strategically took my wife and two kids to the first game against BC. After the game, all I could say was welcome to being a Wolfpack fan. Uh, Rivers is not Rivers is not coming. He's not moving his family again. Um, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's happy being a high school coach following what his dad did. Uh, we already said Willie Korn. Does Lincoln Riley have any more brothers I don't know about? Um, I mean, there's guys out there that, like Will said, you just look at an offense that's overperforming its talent. 
what's the guy we were talking about earlier? Um, kid from Kansas, uh, Nicky, right? That guy, that offense has been dramatically better. Um, you know, Will Hall, at SMU, uh, he's their head coach now, but he was, you know, a Tulane guy. Look what Tulane's doing, Tulane, right? Out kicking their coverage offensively. There's plenty of places you can look. I just say you do something dynamic. Find a guy that's gonna that's willing to be dynamic and press, right? That's why you and I both love Jamie Chadwell, Coastal Carolina, because that offense is stressful to defenses. And even with their backup quarterback, they went on the road and won and put up numbers. Yeah. Maybe they'll do us a favor and drop one or two here at the end, right? And then yes. the, the shine will be off, right? That's true. I got to stop pulling for him. Good point. Yeah, got it. I'm sorry. You got to make sacrifices, man. Yeah. All right. That's uh, we've beat this horse as much as we can right now. I think everybody is as frustrated as we are. I don't think it's just Tim Beck. I think it's needs to be a philosophical change. And I think we need to have a university-wide philosophical change if we're really going to be serious about football. And I don't blame anybody who is not happy with the current vision and decides to not put their money in there, not to back them up financially. I think that's probably a wise decision. Vote with your wallets, right? I mean, that's what we always say. So people always say, why can't we do it here? Why do we have to be blindly faithful? Why do we have to thump our chest and say we're better fans than, than you, or we do this because we're good fans like this. Just, just make it easier man. for us to be better fans. We're, yeah, exactly. We're grown ups. We're grown ups. We can do these things. Anyway, there's a ton of questions. I'm not going to get to them all. Uh, I'm going to do a couple uh, 10 minute takes this week. And then uh, I've got a Louisville pod for y'all coming. Um, so if you want to get on those, support the site, support the podcast. We demand excellence. So back us, right? I don't know. Why not? I always do wonder how much money we could raise if we did. A, we actually pulled a collective together. I feel like it's just probably like $5,000 if we're being honest. <laughs> we could buy somebody. Uh, we could buy For somebody. like a week. Yeah. <laughs> You buy somebody, somebody's a backup kicker somewhere. Anyway, I always uh, thought the thing that was going to happen is that rival fan bases were going to create fake nils for like, you know, pay for play things like sacks and fumbles and. I mean, why try to you? be like, oh yeah, yeah, we run the UNC Foundation, and they'll be like, don't take money from these guys, and we're like, no, 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 you can take money from us, please, 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 <laughs> you know, but you only get it if you do these things. And just see what happens first. I bet a UNC football player would take a, take a check from us. And then we could self-report to the NCAA. Like, you know donate what? To, to the pack of heels. And pack then of heels. Get all the Carolina fans to give us money and we slide it oh. over to the, to Noah Rogers. Yeah. Man. Yeah, they're going to be chirping. They're going to be chirping yeah. in two weeks. Yeah, I can't wait for that game. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. All right, y'all. Might be, might be shopping. Yeah, <laughs> Black Friday. It's going to be really Black Friday. All right. I'm going to go eat dinner. 
thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the site, supporting the pod, engaging with us, right? Having these conversations. It's the best part about it. Uh, and as always, go pack. Go pack. Before we get started, I'm trying to reach out one of our listeners I don't have contact information to. George W., if you'll email me at redandwhitepodcast at gmail.com, I'd appreciate it.